Good evening. We're going to learn a little bit about Parshat Toldot. The Shir is dedicated to the schut and safe return of all of our hostages and soldiers and the protection of the Jewish people. And I know that the dedicator deserves uh, a special Mazal Tov as his daughter is engaged to be married this week. And uh, maybe it's um, a further kind of symbol that uh, the terrible of the situation has to end and will hopefully be replaced by Simcha. You know that the 27th chapter of the book of Breshit in the parasha of Toldot is about an apparent difference of opinion between Yitzchak and Rivka about their children, Yaakov and Esav. And we know that this is not really an uncommon matter. I mean, parents often are able to be sympathetic to one or more of their children in variance with the other parent. One parent likes the older one, one parent likes the younger one. This is quite common and doesn't really have to affect the larger issue of family. Who's in the family? Who's not in the family? And so you might think that an argument between Yitzchak or disagreement between Yitzchak and Rivka would be similar. They might have a difference of opinion. Maybe Yaakov, maybe Esau, but in terms of the family, they would agree that both of them are legitimate members of the family. But we know that that is not exactly the case. We know that at the time of Yitzchak Avinu, our father Yitzchak, the family was not, the idea of family was not automatic. You didn't necessarily get into the family. You had to make a commitment that was difficult. You had to be a special kind of person. You couldn't act like the others, the other people in the world acted. And so the argument between Yitzchak and Rivka is actually quite a remarkable one because it parallels the the argument between Abraham and Sarah. After all, Sarah knew that the family would consist of Abraham, Sarah, and Yitzchak, whereas Abraham uh, from time to time seems to be unaware 
of the fact that Yishmael doesn't have a place in the in the family. And we know that the kind of family that we know about, uh, the kind of family where it's very hard to exclude anybody, any of the children, that family took place with the children of Yaakov and not with the children of Yitzchak. In the time of Yitzchak, in the time of Yitzchak, you could only be part of the family if you were able to achieve the demands made on the people in the family. Only in that case. So the argument with Yitzchak and Rivka is not if there was an argument between Yitzchak and Rivka, it's not really about liking a child more or less, but it's about the creation of the family. And in the time of Yitzchak, we see that the family composed of people who deserve to be in the family. Only they could be part of the family. And this changed at the time of Yaakov for some reason or another. So let's look at the beginning of Perikov Zion. Right? The Pasuk says, Vayaki Zaken Yitzchak. Yitzchak was old. So here you have it, his eyes were clouded. Eyes became clouded. Which sounds like it means old age attacked. People are generally not quite as nimble in their old age as they were when they were young. And Vatichena Enabiraot sounds like if Yitzchak doesn't know who he's talking with, if he doesn't know if it's Yaakov or Esau, if he doesn't know by feeling while the person standing in front of him who it is, then we can understand that that's the result of Vatichena Enabiraot and that he has a weakness. He has a weakness. The Pasuk continues by And as a result of this weakness, as a result of the fact that he can't see, as a result of the fact that he doesn't know exactly what is going on, he called Esav. I mean, those were the days when the father called his son. He actually showed up. That was like a good thing. Now, this is an introductory phrase. He said to him, he, Yitzchak, said to his son, Esa, Bini. That sounds positive, doesn't it? Bini, my son. Is the word that is used in the Torah to indicate the responsiveness A responsiveness to the divine. Ineni. I am here. But it implies I am here and ready to do your bidding. So we have here a pasuk. 
in which the simple meaning of the Pasuk seems to be Yitzhak is weak, and so he calls his son, and there's a bonding between the father and the son. The next Pasuk bet, so the father starts off by saying something that implies weakness, the lack of ability to take control. And Yitzchak said, Look, I'm old. I can't do it anymore. Whatever it is that I did. Which means, I, the words say, I didn't know, or I don't know the day of my death, but it means, I'm thinking about the day of my death every day. That's something new. I realize death is upon me. Death is upon me. Let's see what Rashi has to say. It clouded up. The past clouded things up. Rashi somehow doesn't quite approve of this interpretation which is found in Chazal because it implies a weakness about Yisrael. Why would the Torah want to tell us that? So Rashi says the Barachir alternatively Listen to the alternative in Rashi. When he was sacrificed or prepared for sacrifice on the back of the Mizbeach, of the altar that was built, and his father was about to slaughter him. At that very moment, the heavens opened, and the angels supporting heaven saw they would cry, these angels, and their tears fell out of heaven onto earth, onto the eyes of Yitzchak. Therefore, therefore, his eyes weakened. Okay. Just the, just, I mean, the, the, the wondrous nature of this interpretation is that it doesn't make any sense to say that Hashem would allow a physical ailment to deprive Yaakov of his blessing. There's something wrong with the idea that Yitzchak was unable to distinguish between Yitzchak between Yaakov and Esau. Is nothing wrong with that? It couldn't have happened. It should not have happened. So Rashi said, 
Rashi said the Varacher. You have to understand, it was a great event. It was a cataclysmic moment. It was something that might not have happened, but happened. And that was the slaughtering of Yitzchak. I mean, I know he wasn't slaughtered, but he was almost slaughtered. And it was true that Abraham wanted to do it. He wanted to respond positively to the divine demand. And the angels saw this situation. Vayubochim, Rashi says, v'yarud v'yardud imotehem. You see those words? V'yardud imotehem v'neflu aleinav and l'fikach kahueinav. So for Rashi, it makes sense that something could happen in the world that messes the system up because of some great event. And this moment of faith that was accepted by Abraham and Yitzchak, accepted. They were the men of faith of their generation. They accepted. The, they, that caused the angels to cry. And So Rashi says, that's what caused the weakness in the eyes of Yitzchak. In in other words, this whole story, which is based on the idea that Yitzchak didn't see and that Rivka did see, is the result of a remarkable remarkable moment in the life of Yitzchak. And that's what the Pesach is saying. Nothing more and nothing less. Rashi goes on and says, Again, in order that Yaakov should get the brachot, it was necessary that Yitzchak would not be able to see. And so HaKadosh Baruch Hu made sure that Yitzchak wouldn't be able to see. So we see from all of these interpretations of Rashi, all these interpretations, it's true. He was old, he couldn't see, he didn't understand, he had a problem, he couldn't identify which son was coming to see him. And it was all part of the divine demand. And it was brought, at least by the interpretation, the second interpretation in Rashi, it was brought upon Yitzchak, who was brought upon Yitzchak because Yitzchak complied complied with the demand of Hashem through Abraham Avinu, his father. And that's what Rashi means when he says, Baltasha Ah Niftichu Hashemayim. At that moment, there was a divine upheaval. The skies opened up. The tears came down. And the what resulted was a problematic vision for, for Yitzhak. But only that could do such a thing. The second pasuk, remember, Vayom Zakati Lo Yadati Yom 
Amar Rabbi Yoshua ben Karcho. Again, we're talking about the words Lo Yadat the Yom Yom Moti. What does that mean? I didn't know the day of my death. If a person lives as long as his father, he should worry a few years before and a few years after. I'm almost as old. I mean, I'm according to Rabbi Shua Ben Karcha. I'm the age of my mother. She was 127 years old when she died. Remember Chayi Sara last week? And so Yitzchak says, well, maybe I'm going to die soon because I'm within, I'm five years over. Lefik, I'm within the five years over. Lo yadati yomoti. Shema leperaki mi. Shema lepei abba. So according to Rashi, lo yadati yomoti. I'm not sure about the day of my death. How could you be sure? Well, there's Rabbi Yeshua ben Karcho who said there's a five-year spread from the time your parents died to the time you died, even five years earlier or five years later. And so Yaakov is saying, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to count from the day my father died or the day my mother died. So you see from Rashi, the way Rashi understood, is out of place. It's not nothing to do with what's going on. Meaning, I'm old. So everybody dies when they're old. Everybody old dies. That's what I mean. Okay. The next pasuk. Next pasuk. Batasana kelecha. Says, uh, I want you to kind of get dressed. Get dressed for an expedition for going out into the world. That was, I guess, you know, they came in, they took off their their outer garments. Tell yecha vekashtecha. Tell yecha is the word litlot, to carry, to hang something on you like a sword. You, 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 you have a scabbard. Bekashtecha. Kashtecha is a, a bow. I want you to go out to the field and to hunt me, hunt me lunch. I want you to make me something good to eat, as I loved. Bring it to me, and I will eat it. All of this, for what reason? Because that as though my heart, my soul, my essence will bless you. 
before I die. Lo yadati yomoti, I might die. So you better do this quickly because you're going to get, I'll be able to give you a bracha. And so Yitzchak, according to the way we've read the, the Rashi, is making a grand mistake. Making a grand mistake? Rashi says, El Yecha, you see Rashi tell Yecha, something that's hanging, Char Becha, Rashi says, that means your sword, Shederch Litlota, that's common, the people don't carry their sword in their hands, but they hang them around their belts. Rashi says, Mina Hefker. I want you to bring me back an animal to eat. The animal should be free-ranging. It shouldn't belong to anybody. I'm not sending you to, to kill something that belongs to somebody else. So Rashi says, Yitzchak did know what was going on, at least something. And he knew that his son Esav was liable to do this Avera, which is one of the Sheva Mitzvot B'nai Noach. Can't steal. So Rashi says, Ma'ulavi, why do you need that word? Let's it. That's what he sent him to do. What's a lavi? What's a bring it? Imloyim tzatzayid, yavim in So this kind of indicates that Yaakov, that Yitzchok was a little fatajit, as they say. What do you mean? If, they, if he doesn't have, he told him not to bring. From the Lo Mina Gezel, Tsuda Lit Sayid, Minaifke Rashi says, Velo Mina Gezel. And here Rashi says, Lehavi, Imloyim Sa Sayid, Lehavi. Like it's so important that even if you don't have a, uh, if you don't, what's going to happen is so important that if you don't find an animal that is legitimately yours, You'll bring something that's perhaps not legitimately yours. One more pasuk. Maybe we have. The end of the pasuk says, nafshi amut.
Okay, before we get back to that pasuk about Bevarecha Nafshi Terim Amut, I want to read the other pasukim. Rivka Shomat Bidaber Yitzchak El Esav Bino. Rivka Shomat, either legitimately or illegitimately. Shomat, she, maybe she accidentally overheard, maybe she purposely overheard. Bidaber Yitzchak El Esav Bino. Yitzchak talking to Esav. Vayelech Esav Asadeh Latsud Tzayid Lahavi. Oh, I'm sorry, maybe that's what Rashi is referring to. Tzud Lavi, that Yitzchak, Esav thought that he could bring, oh, I'm sorry, he could bring Lahavi. He, Esav, was going to bring in any event. He'll either bring it legitimately or illegitimately. That's what Rashi says. Rivka Amral Yaakov Benan, Rivka says she recognizes there's something amiss, something that has to be corrected. Amral Yaakov Benan Lemor, Hine Shamati et Avicha Medaber Leisavachicha Lemor. You see? Sayyid Lahavi, that's Esav. Malahavi, Imloyim Sayyid Yavimina Gezel, that's Esav. Avia li pasub zayin. Avia li tzayid v'aselim atamim v'achela v'avarchecha lifnei Hashem lifnei moti. So she adds in her rendition of the story to her son Yaakov. She adds the words lifnei Hashem. That's what Yitzchak is going to do. V'avarchecha lifnei Hashem lifnei moti. And so Rashi says, Levnei Hashem, Bishuto, she has al yadi. In other words, the way Rashi understands it is that Rivka made it more difficult for Yaakov to refuse. Your father is going to bless him, okay? He's going to bless him. Your father will be partaking of a meal that he Produces, okay, taking part of a meal that he produces, that's also all right. Lifnei Hashem, it's going to be authenticated by Hashem, the deal that is being made. And you, Yaakov, have to act. That's what, that's what she said. Now I'll take you back to the Pasuk, to the words, remember those words? Here's the Ramban. Bavuti varechecha nafshi. Beterem amut. Let me just. 
the father says to his son, Esau, Yitzchak to Esau, I want to bless you from my soul. And that's why I need, I need you to bring me a meal. It's got to be an event. It's got to be something of significance. We all know that Shabbos would not be Shabbos without the meals of Shabbos, etc. A simcha would not be a simcha if we didn't have a way of, of measuring that simcha. So the Ramban says this. That's really what Yitzchak wanted. He wanted to give a bracha to Esau and he hoped that he would inherit the land that was promised to Avram Avinu. And he would then become Balabrit, the, the, the one who, who signed the covenant with Hashem Lelokim, Kihu Abacho. Here's the Ramban. The Ramban says, clearly, Yitzchak knew what he was doing, and he was doing it for a particular reason. Because when Yitzchak learned the Torah, studied Torah in the yeshiva of Shem they told him that the Bechor gets Pishnayim. So he wanted to carry that out. So that's the first interpretation. And so you have to say, We know that that's what Hashem said to Rivka, the Rabbi Avot Sa'ir, the older one will serve the younger one, meaning that Esav will serve Yaakov. How could it be that Yaakov didn't know that? That, I'm sorry, that Yitzchak didn't know that. Ki echa ya Yitzchak over et pi Hashem, v'hilot aslicha. I mean, after all, Yitzchak would have understood that he shouldn't try to contradict the divine fiat, which was, it must be she didn't tell him what the God told her. And that was... It's an ethical question. She didn't want to go and deny Yitzchak's authority. She went to learn from God what should be done. She went on her own. Oh, or she said to herself, why, why should I tell Yitzchak? I mean, he's a greater prophet than me. He's greater than than I am. So if it's a true prophecy, he must know it as well. Well, nah. She didn't want to say, she didn't want to say that he amrabato oto lo yevarech Yaakov 
v'yaniach hakol b'yidei shamayim. Because he loved him, he won't give the bracha to Yaakov. He loved Esav. V'yaniach hakol b'yidei shamayim v'hiyada ki b'siba zeh yidbarach Yaakov mipiv b'leib shalem v'nefesh chafetzah Oh, him sibot meet Hashem, kadesh yitbarech Yaakov. Vigam yitz Esav bebirkat hachereb. Velo levado nit kenu alilot. So again, he says, maybe, I mean, what the Ramban is trying to explain to us is, why couldn't Rivka just go and tell Yitzchak what he what she thought. And this turns out to be a lacuna in the in the story. Because after all we know, I think we know that she knew. What what did she know? She knew that she knew that there shouldn't be a reason a good reason for not giving the bracha to Yaakov. If those says, the older one will serve the younger one, the older one being Esau. He will serve, he will serve Yaakov. But for some reason, the Ramban said she was not able, she felt unable to, to, to bring it up, to discuss it with him, discuss it with, uh, with him. And therefore, he didn't have that prophecy available to him. And because he didn't have the prophecy available to him, he fell back on the rules of the Torah. And the rules of the Torah were that the Bechor, the oldest son, is the one who inherits Pishnaim twice as much as the, as the younger son. So if we have succeeded to mix up a little bit the... Uh, There are a few more psukim that we have to read in order to understand. This is the story of Yitzchak before the story that we we're just learning. And God appeared to Yitzchak that night. Do not fear ki itcha anochi. I will bless you and you'll have a lot of progeny all because of Abraham the original agreement with Abraham my uh, servant and Yitzchak built the Mizbeach is a marks the space, the place. The halacha is, the halacha is that wherever you had the place, wherever you had a miracle, wherever a miracle was done on your behalf, that's a place to daven. When you go back to that place, you have to daven there. So that's why he built the Mizbeach, as his father did before him. Vayibin Shem Mizbeach, Hashem, and he called out God's name. It could be prayer, right? Vayet Shem O'alo, he set up his tent, 
of De Yitzchak Be'er. And at that place, the servants of Yitzchak dug a well. Avimelech. Avimelech is the name of the local king. Halach ach elav migurar. Achuzad meireyehu v'fichol sar tzivao. So, okay, we understand what Pichal Sartsevao means. Pichal is a name. Sartsevao means it's general. It's a general. What's Achuzat Bereyehu? What's Achuzat Bereyehu? Rashi says, Kitargumo. Kitargumo, Unculus, right? Kitargumo, Visiat Mirachemohi. Sia is a group. Mirachamoi are those who are who love him, his people. Rashi says, Siat Me'ohavav. So see Achuzat Mereyeo, we don't have to go into it, but it's 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 uh, it's problematic. What why did the Torah have to mention Achuzat Mereyehu? Achuzat Mereyehu. Okay, let's go back to the to the to the text because we don't have time. Pasuk Kavchet, Pasuk Kavzayin. Vayom Elam Yitzchak, and Yitzchak said to them, "Madu Abadam Elai, why did you come to me? Vatem Sneitem Uti, Vatishalchuni Meitchem. Why why are you attacking me?" You, I know you don't like me, but you sent me away. We now see that God is with you, but no more. We should have an agreement. We will establish a covenant. This is like the deal that they're making. If you do something bad to us, and we didn't do anything bad to you, then we'll send you away. Right? Now you are blessed of Hashem. They made a party. I mean, it's about wells. We're talking about wells and water and important things. They got up in the morning and they took an oath. So somehow Yitzchak was able to deal with the challenge of Abimelech it sounded like a formidable group. We came and they told Yitzchak, we dug a new well and we've got the water. Vayikra otas shava al shem 
על כן שם היבר שבע היום הזה. אוקיי? Finally, the story ends by he, Eisa ben Abba'im Shana, ve'ikach isha et Yehudit bat Be'eri achitiv et basmat ben Eilon achitiv. That is to say, he took wives, Canaanite women, certainly against Avraham and against Yitzchak. I mean, we know that's, that's how we kind of leave the story of Eisa and begin the story of the bracha Who was Morat Ruach Le'Yitzchak Le'Rivka? The wives of Esau. The wives of Esau that says in the, the, in the Pasuk, Vayhi Esau ben Abba'im Shana, Vayikach Isha et Yudit ban Be'eri Achiti ve'et Basmat ban Eilon Achiti. Vatiyena Morat Ruach Le'Yitzchak Le'Rivka, Morat Ruach Le'Yitzchak Le'Rivka, Shoyu Ovdot Avodah Zarah, they were Marat Ruach. They were kind of unpleasant people as far as Yitzchak and Rivka were concerned. Certainly Esau, who took them as his wives and who encouraged them in their idolatrous practices. So we see that Yitzchak, that the story before Perak of Zion, the story by Hiki Zaken Yitzchak, that story, the story of Yitzchak and Abimelech and indicates commitment and strength and determination on the part of Yitzchak. And that's the story that we are, that introduces the story of the brachot that Yitzchak gave to the brachot that Yitzchak was about to give to Esau but Rivka, through her uh, cleverness, managed to str- stay the, tri- the tide, and he didn't give those brachot. So if you take this information, and you remember the Ramban, the Ramban said, after all, she knew that Asa was going to be secondary, would, would not receive the bracha, and Yitzchak didn't know that. Yitzchak, Yitzchak thought that he could, that he should give the bracha to Esau, because he was the Bechor after all. And she said, God said to her, which means that uh, uh, that the younger one will be primary, and the older one will serve the younger one. And the, and the question in the Ramban is, well, why didn't you just tell that to Yitzchak? Okay, he has answers. He says what he says, but but it's clear 
it's clear according to the Ramban that there was a gap in the knowledge of of Esau. A gap in the knowledge of Esau. I'm sorry, a gap, gap in the knowledge of Yitzchak about what was happening. But I remind you, and we don't have time for that today, but you should take a look at the end of the parasha. When Yitzchak and Rivka send Yaakov away, and they said, okay, Rabbi Avot Zahir, but it's not happening yet. You better run away. At that time, at that time, as we all remember from the past years, Yitzchak gave the brocha of Abraham to Yaakov. Meaning, he never intended to give the bracha of Abraham to Yaakov. He always wanted to, to Yitzchak never intended to give the bracha of Abraham to Esau. He hoped, apparently, that the bracha that he gave to Esau, maybe he would be thankful and would be optimistic and be drawn closer to the family of Abraham and Yitzchak. But Yitzchak never thought for a moment, never thought for a moment, and therefore the words, those words mean, those words mean, it there was a time when Yitzchak felt it was necessary to try to bring Esau back into the fold. All the other times had gone by unsuccessfully, and Esau married the daughters of the Hittites, something that the family of Abraham was staunchly opposed to, and that Yitzchak was tremendously opposed to, as you see that he sent Yaakov away, and finally Yaakov married people from another country, another place, which was the method that was used in order to diminish the influence of the women in the family. Tov, have a wonderful Shabbos. All the best. Thank you very much, Rabbi. Yeah.